Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Your word, bring up of light. Tonight, speak to us. May we hear from you. Your voice is important to us. Our growth and our development depends on hearing your voice. May we hear your voice tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Please be seated. Welcome to weekday teaching service. Hallelujah. It's important to hear God's voice. Hallelujah. Um, somebody sent me a WhatsApp, and I think I posted on, on everybody's group chat about exercise. If you want, you cannot be strong by exercising only on Sundays. I find it very cute. That's why I send it to everybody. So those who are not here, that's the message to them. That you cannot become strong by exercising only on Sundays. Hallelujah. Once a week. Hallelujah. Once a week, make once week. Hallelujah. So, it's good. Hallelujah. That's what I said. I said this is very interesting. So, maybe we all, we all need to know. Right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you here to hear the word of God? Yes, a Tuesday teaching service. Let's get into the word. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been talking about the art of hearing. Hallelujah. And I can teach on this subject for the whole year because it's very, very important the ability to hear. Hallelujah. The ability to hear. Especially hearing the right voice and hearing God's voice. You see, your life will change dramatically when you can hear God's voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't joke. That's why I can teach on this subject for almost a year. And if all that you can get from me is the ability to hear, you are, you are through. Because you, when you hear God's voice, you are through. Amen. Hallelujah. It is a voice that all of us are eager to hear. And most people claim they have heard, but they have not heard. They have not heard at all. Hallelujah. Amen. And even for you, to be able to say, once somebody says he has heard, to make sure that, are you sure you have heard from God? Or you are, you are speaking from your stomach. Because God speaks. He's a living God. And God speaks. Hallelujah. And if you can develop, you see, and it's called the art. It's a skill. It's actually a skill. Hallelujah. So it's a skill that if you can acquire, it will help you in your work with God. In your Christian work. Hallelujah. It will help you to differentiate when God is speaking and when God is not speaking. Hallelujah. And it's very important because when God is speaking, you have to take it serious. And when God is not speaking, it's rubbish. 
Hallelujah. So that's why I say, I can take a whole year. I mean, Bishop said, it's one of the, Bishop, once somebody asked Bishop, what is your best book that you wrote? He said, the art of hearing. That's what he said. He said, the art of hearing. He said, the best book he ever wrote is the art of hearing, if people can hear. Hallelujah. And to me, it's, one of, it's my best, one of my best books and my messages, the art of hearing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because you see, um, when a child cannot speak, you see, when a baby cannot speak, when a baby cannot talk, the first thing the doctors check is hearing. Yeah? When a child cannot speak, the first test we do is hearing. They check, they, they check the, the child's hearing. Because unless you hear, you can't speak. That's, the first, that's why when the child cannot talk, the first thing they do is hearing. They check to make sure the child can hear before. Because the commonest cause of inability to speak is inability to hear. Yeah? Hallelujah. Amen. So you can't speak the word of God. You cannot do the things of God because you can't hear. Hallelujah. That is why it's so important that we develop the art of hearing. Hallelujah. And the art, the word art here means skill. It's a skill. It's something that you learn. Are you hearing me? Just like cooking is a skill. Cooking is a skill. You learn. Some people, even when you give them leftovers from pizza, they can make a stew out of it. That's how good they are. They can make stew out of leftover pieces. Your sisters, right? It's a skill. Some of you too, if you put it in the kitchen, it's a disaster. You can even, like somebody said, you can even burn, you can even burn an egg. Even a boiled egg, you can burn it. And water. That's how bad you are. And if you invite us, before we come, all of us must have emodium in our pocket. You must have some emodium in your pocket. Because after the dinner, you don't know what will happen to you. Hallelujah. So it's a skill, it's an art that we need to learn. Amen. Yeah. Some, are, some, some have the art of makeup. It's an art. When they make up, it said, Wow. They can even make a monkey look like a fairy a princess. I said they can make a monkey look like a princess. Very, very good at makeup. Hallelujah. And something when they do the makeup, you look like a corpse. I mean, I have seen a few brides that I said, ah. I've seen a few brides on their wedding. They look more like dead bodies. Really serious. You see the makeup. Say, ah, why, should, why didn't you go to your regular stylist? Go to the one who knows your face. On this important day, you are not experimental with somebody. And by the time you come, you look like a dead body. You know how they have dead body and they've done it. I know this. Look, don't experiment with new things on your great day. Go to the one who knows your face. This is just, I'm just saying, by the way. It's a good word. Go to the one who has been doing your hair all these years. She knows your face and your skin color. 
before you look like a corpse. I see some bad when they come say, is there a living or a dead body? <laughs> That's true. I, haven't you seen that before? You act like only I'm the one who has seen. Haven't you seen some? Then you wonder like, who, who, why, why would? On your wedding day, then you're going to do this cucurudicious hairstyle. Then they... <laughs> Hmm. Anyway, hallelujah. Amen. So we need to. So, how did I even get there? It's an art. Hallelujah. It's a skill. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you if you learn it, it will help you a lot in your Christian work. Hallelujah. Amen. And like I said, and the reason why it is a skill, it's an art, is that there are so many voices talking at any point in time. There are so many voices talking. Hallelujah. So the ability to say that this is the voice of God is very crucial. Hallelujah. Amen. So I started talking about uh, a lot of voices that I can, I can repeat. But the most important voice that you need to hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And children, you are not too young to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Well, the only voice you can hear is Nintendo and, and what are the other games they play. Hmm? Sonic, what games? Don't tell me the games. But you can hear the voice of God at this age. Why do I say it's, it's in the Bible? Someone heard the voice of God when there was a very child. God can speak to you. So pray that God will speak to you, okay? One day you hear God's voice, okay? Say amen. One day you hear God's voice and your life will be different. God can speak to you. You're not too young to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go by the Bible. In the Bible, a child heard the voice of God. So children can hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. So, the most important thing is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And last week, I started talking to you about the voice of the Holy Spirit. The first thing I said is that in John 16, 13, he said that when he comes, When he comes, John 16, 13, he said that, how be it when the spirit of truth is come, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, okay, hear, that shall he speak. Hear and speak. Hear and speak. So last week, I started sharing with you, look, the ability, to, one of the reasons why you must be conversant with the voice of the Holy Spirit is that he transmits God's current message. He hears and he tells. Hallelujah. Amen. He hears and he tells. So, so it's more like live transmission of the plans of God. And you need that in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, are you hearing me? Yes. You need to be able to have the life transmission. Why is it important? Because you see, God is a moving God. Hallelujah. Amen. In Him we, we live and move and have our being. So something may be tr- something may be truth yesterday, but true is not true today. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Something may be true yesterday, but it's not true today. And if you are a type of Christian, am I teaching to Christians? 
I hope you are mature. You see, if you are the type of Christians who we used to, we used to do it this way. You may be long gone. You may be, you may be long left behind. Because he moved in a pillar of cloud by day and by, by, by a pillar of cloud by uh, by night and by by fire by cloud by day, fire by night. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are used to, oh, this is how we used to do it. No, 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 no. God may have moved on. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And God and God was, God said, I will do a new thing. God said, I will do a new thing. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why when you see. So the sign of a dying Christian is we have we have done it we have always done it this way. Somebody said that's the, the last. Those are the last seven words of a dying man. We, the last seven words of a dying. We have always done it this way. You are not. You, we have always done it this way. We have always done it this way. The last seven words of a dying man. The last seven words of a dying man. We have always done it this way. So you know. So, so you are stuck in your old ways. Hallelujah. Amen. I do remember many years ago, that was 19, many years ago, 1996, seven. Some of you are not even born in 97. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 1997. I do remember when computers became a new thing at the workplace. Computers. Became a new thing at the workplace. Yes, and now you, you, you people use computer reflexly. I was born before computers were invented. I was born before remote control was invented. Many of you were born before remote control was invented. You people grew up with remote control. When I, when I was a child, if you want to watch television, you get up and go and press it. <laughs> you press it like, pa. and then when it's not coming well, you hit the TV. Pa, pa. Antenna that hit the TV. But now we live in an era of remote control. We all become very lazy. Nobody gets up to turn the television. You sit there. Then you are in the couch. You are chewing chips. That's why you are grown fat. You see, laziness. Nobody does any exercise. We change channels with remote control and pay for the gym that we don't go. Why don't you put the remote control down and walk and go? <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. We change. We play, yes, but I do remember remote control. Listen, many things before my time, but things change. So I was talking about this guy. So computers were introduced at the workplace, and I do remember there was a guy who used to work in the Ghana embassy in New York. I'm very specific on that one because I had a, I knew some of the high guys in the, at the embassy at that time. But this guy used to work there. And he said he vowed that as for him. <laughs> ah. I remember because the, the cousin, I knew the cousin was telling me, he said, This guy vowed, as for me, I will never use computer. I'm not a small boy. If they bring this computer, I'll resign. I'm not a small boy. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. I'm not a small boy. Think we are small, small boys. Computer, computer, computer. No, I'm not a small boy. I'm the big computer. I will not work here again. I refuse to use this computer. Then he will bring his ledger, big notebook. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
because now he's a dinosaur, he's no longer there. I mean, yeah, because you resign. Because computers have come to stay. Are you hearing me? Yeah, so yes, so yes. I don't know what, what happened to him. <laughs> but I remember he took it so proud. I'm a small boy. That's for me. They bring this computer, I'll resign. <laughs> but the computers, computers are not a common thing. You better know how to use computers. You see, and the difference is that this generation think computers before they think. Yeah. That's why they're so fast. Yes. Yes. They can do a lot of things. They cannot be explained to you, but they can do it. Yes. When you begin to do things that I cannot explain, it means that you are not in another era. Mm. They, they use the computer reflexly without even. Yeah. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's a move. Uh, it's dynamic. God moves. Hallelujah. Amen. Never be stuck in your old ways. That's why in the Bible, Jesus said that he sent the 70. And the first time he said, Look, when you go, take no pace, take no staff. And everywhere you go, when you enter the city, when they receive you, okay, it's the food. For a laborer, it's worth his wages. Eat. Don't take anything. They'll feed you. And they went. And they took nothing. And everywhere they went, they fed them. Yes. And they cast out demons. Amen. So when they came back, and next time he was sending them, he said, Charlie, this time, <laughs> take some stuff. Take some money. So if you were used to the old commandment, and you didn't hear him speak again, so you will go again and when the Lord send you, you don't need a staff. When the Lord send you, you don't need any wallet. And you will go with that knowledge. And you see that they will feed you. You see how angry you will be. And say, so, Well, the Lord has not the Lord, the Lord has not abandoned you. You did not hear. Hallelujah. And then let me continue. So quickly, so I'm talking so he's dynamic, amen. And we must learn to hear his voice. And I said that basically, basically. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, I'm just doing a little recap because it's very important. Romans 8, 16. Romans 8, 16. It said that the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit can speak to us in three, in all three realms. He can speak to you audibly. Audibly, where you can hear. He can speak to your spirit. This is the commonest way. Okay? Or he can speak to your flesh. But the commonest way he speaks to us is this way. He speaks to your spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit bear witness with our spirit. There's a spirit in you. So when the Holy Spirit... Because, you see... And Paul experienced all three dimensions. Hallelujah. We'll read that scripture. The commonest way he will speak to you, I'm teaching you, is through your spirit. A certain assurance. A certain peace. Can he speak to you audibly? Yes, he can. But if he starts speaking to you audibly, you'll be frightened. You can imagine, you imagine you went to sleep tonight. And then in the middle of the night, you hear a voice. Porsche, Porsche. Porsche, Porsche. Tonight I have come to see you. My daughter. The first thing you get up. 
and, 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 and he said, what? And you yourself will be wondering whether, whether you are normal. Whether you are not getting auditory hallucinations. You, you wonder whether you are not getting auditory hallucinations. Because every psychiatric patient, one of the things they say is, I hear voices. And if you start talking to your, your roommate, you say, hey, are, you t- <laughs> are you smoking something? <laughs> so even though the Holy Spirit can speak to you that way, that's not the commonest way. Are you hearing me? That's not the commonest way. Yes, spectacularly he can speak to you that way. He spoke to Paul that way. Hallelujah. Because of the work he had for Paul. Amen. But the commonest way he speaks to us is this way. Through your spirit. Hallelujah. That is why we read that scripture in Acts. Acts chapter chapter 27. Just to show you quickly. The three is Acts 27. Acts 27 9. Acts 27 9. This was when Paul was captured as a prisoner. Okay? Were you here last week? Okay, let me give you the background. Paul was a prisoner. They captured him and they took him to Jerusalem by the leaders to go and try him. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the era of Herod, they were going to try him because he was a prisoner for treason. But Paul was a lawyer. So he said, you see, you must know the law too. He said, look guys, I'm a, I'm a Roman. And I cannot be charged and tried before Pontius Pilate and these people. It is my legal right to be sent to Rome. Because I'm a Roman citizen. He proved to them. He said, look, I'm a Roman citizen. So you cannot try me here. Take me to Rome. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, that, so he, he made a legal case. So they said, fine. According to Roman's law, we have to take you to Rome for you to be tried. Hallelujah. See, the fact that you are a Christian does not mean you must not know the law. You must know the law. Hallelujah. Yeah. So they pick up Paul, put him on a ship, and they will take him for trial. And this, so, so verse 9, say, and now when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul warned them, Paul warned them, they put Paul on the ship, Paul warned them, Paul admonished them, and said unto them, says, you see this, the commoners will say, I perceive, I perceive that this voyage will be much hurt, and much damage." Not only to the lady of the ship, but also of our life. Paul said, I perceive, I have a feeling, an intuition in me that this day is dangerous. We shouldn't go tonight. Let's wait. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master of, and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul, which I explained to you makes sense because if you have a prisoner on your ship and you are going, the prisoner says, Don't go. Will you listen to the prisoner? Maybe he wants to escape. Maybe the guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have a prisoner on the boat and he say, don't go. Maybe he has some groups who are come to release him. There's going to be a jailbreak. So, so the, the guy didn't believe him. And they sailed. 
And because the heaven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also. And it by means that we might attend to Phyllis, there to winter in, which is in the heaven of Crete, and, and, and later toward the Sapon. So they moved. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't even listen to him. But you see what I'm saying? Paul said, Paul said, I perceived. Hallelujah. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they have obtained purpose, losing that they sail close to Crete, so they moved, they released the ship, they were going. But not long after, there arose a temptation called Eurocladon. Something terrible began to happen. This is what Paul said. I perceived that this journey, he didn't say, I had. He said, I perceived perception. I had an intuition. There is something in me because the spirit bears witness with our spirit. If you are a Christian, it comes to a point something should be unsettling to you. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't feel right. Amen. Amen. I'm not comfortable with this. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm saying that it is an art. It is an art. And last week I shared from you that it is different from a woman's intuition. And I shared it last week. It's different. So, uh, well, you know, I, I have a feeling. I, I, there's something about her I don't like. I have a certain feeling about her, you know. There's something about her doesn't sit right with me. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, you are a man. You don't know I'm a woman. No, no, no. That's not the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about that. So don't try to lead people with a woman's intuition. Well, you know, you are a man, so you can't see. We women, we can see, you know. There's some, you're not sensitive. There's something about her that I don't like. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something. Put your foot on it. <laughs> Thank you. No! And then when you ask why, your answer is that, well, because I'm, you know, it's a woman thing. No! We are not led by a woman thing. We are led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the son, not as many as led by their hormones. It's your hormones. <laughs> Don't try to rule with your hormones. Are you hearing me? Help us, Lord, yes. Let, be led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Paul said, I perceived. Amen. So in this case, he, he was talking about the commonest way. By which the Holy Spirit leads us. Amen. Even though, even though when things became dangerous and they, they had a storm and there was a lot of problems, in verse 21, he said the other way. So when the, when the thing became a problem, the people were, you know, when the thing became a problem, now they were afraid. But, say, but after long, after long abstinence, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Says, you should have hist- you should have listened to me. You are too bold, you should have listened to me. And not have loose from Crete and to have and to have gained this harm and loss. You see, you should have listened to me when I said we should we shouldn't have left. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel. You see, now he's talking about there stood by me the angel of God whose I am and whom I said. Seeing, have you seen? It? So this time he's saying that the first one I had a feeling, but the second one there was a voice. Seeing, fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God had given all that that I would thee. Hallelujah! So he's, I'm trying. 
Here, Paul, I'm trying to talk about the different dimensions. At first, I had a feeling that this is not good. And that feeling was still the Holy Spirit. And the next time he said, I heard, which is also the Holy Spirit. So he can speak to you audibly. He can also have a feeling. But the commonest way is the feeling. Hallelujah. And if you are Christian, you must develop the art of hearing. Hallelujah. Good. Now, you see, I've given you a broad guideline. See, but you need to be you, you need to be a bit more specific. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because see, I'm talking about an art. So how do I know this feeling is the Holy Spirit? And this one is my mood. How do I know that this feeling is my emotion? And this is my jealousy. How do I know? How many want to know? How many want to know that this is the Holy Spirit? Okay, so we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about certain characteristics or certain signs that will let you know, okay, that what you are hearing is probably the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good. Or certain characteristics. The art of hearing. Certain characteristics that will, let, that will help us to know. Do you want to know, guys? Yeah. Those of you here, do you want to know? Yeah. So you can be sure that it's not your stomach yeah. or your mood. Hallelujah. Okay. These are just guidelines, but it will help you a lot. Or it will help all of us a lot. Amen. Number one. Number one. Like I said, the commonest way that he speaks to us is through our spirit. Amen. Do you know you have a spirit? Do you know you have a spirit? And God speaks to your spirit. Amen. So, so number one character is that is the inner voice. And this voice, okay, the inner voice, number one, is different from mental knowledge. Sometimes, you see, it's different from mental knowledge. In other words, the conviction is different from logic. Like, you see, if you are thinking logically, you will not do this. Hallelujah. If you are thinking logically, you will not take this decision. Hallelujah. Amen. But something stronger than logic is operating. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so for you to be sometimes for you to be sure, you know that look, left to me alone, this is not what I would do. So the fact that I'm still inclined this way, me and I'm and I'm at peace with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you see, the story that I read to you, the logic was that there was going to be a winter storm. So let's move. So the logic reason, so Paul, that's, that's what the Bible said, contrary to men. So what Paul was saying was not even logic. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, it's not logic. Sometimes you see that it's something that, uh, why do you want to move? Why do you want to buy this? Why do you want to change this? In? Uh, but, you have, but there's something inside you that, if you, you yourself, it goes against your thinking. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes. See, when you know that you will normally not think this way, but you want you are feel, you feel like doing it, then you know that something greater is directing you because this is beyond your mind. Hallelujah. As opposed to something that you will do anyway. 
No, you're not sure whether it is your thinking. Hallelujah. Number two. It is. It is not a physical feeling. It is not a physical. The, see, the inner voice or that, that perception is not a physical feeling. Why do I say? Or, or not, I want to say it's not a physical feeling. It is not necessarily. Actually, let me phrase it well. It is not necessarily a physical feeling. Hallelujah. So those of us who said that, <clears throat> the way I felt my little toe shake, I knew the Holy Spirit was moving. No. You are just cold. <laughs> are you hearing me? So the fact that you did not feel anything physical, you didn't have a goosebumps, that's no means the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit, I should have a, you are being spooky. No. It's not necessarily every time you feel, you get some goosebumps on you. That's spookiness. Hallelujah. The way my eye began to twitch, I knew. No, 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 no. Your eye may twitch or not twitch. You know, some people always try to try to make things look mystical. How do I know it was God? How do you know it was God? How do I know it was God? Man, man, how do I know it was God? You know, when the thought came, you know, how do I know it was God? I heard, I heard, suddenly my right knee began to shake and I felt some heat in my arm and I knew God. No, 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 no. It may be nothing. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? The third point is that it's, you see, you can be sure it's the Holy Spirit when you've tried to eliminate all other voices. You know, there's something that you can be sure about. It's not the way you do elimination. Am I sure this is not my feeling? Am I sure it's not my mood? Am I sure that it's something, you know, if you can, you know, as you can run those tests. Hallelujah. And you feel no. And it, see, that's why you have to be honest. Just run the thing through your feelings. Am I not sure that it's my, my personal, you know, Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Number four. It's an impression of peace. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what I talk about. It's an impression of what? It's an impression of what? It's like you have peace about it, even though you can't understand it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because the Bible said, and let the peace of God, which passes all understanding. You see, this decision I'm taking, even though I cannot explain it, I have peace about it. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's an impression of peace. Amen. Amen. Let the peace of God. Let the peace of God. You know, have you taken a decision that doesn't sit well with you before? Yes. Huh? Is it your spirit? Again, you know, somehow you feel agitated. Have you seen that before? Don't throw those things. That's the Holy Spirit. It's like a soccer game. <laughs> so you see, they don't blow the whistle unless it's out of the field. So the Holy Spirit is blowing the whistle. <laughs> it means stop playing. Something has gone off. You are playing outside the playing area. Because when the game is smooth, the referee does not blow the field. Now, when the game is going on, there's no offense. They don't blow the whistle. So when the whistle is blown, it means something is going off. So when you have the peace of God, <laughs> it means watch it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Next is, it's a strong conviction. It's a strong conviction. You feel convinced about it. You feel convinced about it. You cannot explain it, but you're convinced about it. Hallelujah. 
I said, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And the next thing that is also repetitive. When I say it's repetitive, it's like you kick it out, but it comes back. Yeah. Keep chasing you. Because you see, that's what Galatians says. Galatians 4 6. You see, Galatians 4 6. Galatians 4 6. Galatians. And because, you see, you see, and because ye are sons, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. Crying what? Crying what? It doesn't say saying. It's what? It's not saying by what? What's the difference between saying and crying? Kids, what's the difference between saying and crying? In crying, you say one. In, in saying, you say one time. In crying, it's repetitive. Crying is repetitive. Some of you can cry from morning to night. It's a repetitive thing. Hallelujah. So are you here? Yeah. These are, these are a few pointers that will guide you. Four pointers that will guide you. Especially that peace. Because that's using the empire. Peace as an peace. Let the peace of God be like an empire. An empire is a referee. See, and a referee is somebody who blows the whistle when the thing is getting out of play. Hallelujah. So when you begin to feel that uneasiness, the whistle is blowing. Don't ignore it. It means you are playing, it's off the field. A penalty is about to happen. Hallelujah. Good. Today I'm telling you a lot of this because I want to run for it because now <clears throat> I'll give you certain characteristics. But let me talk more about Let me talk more about check marks. Hallelujah. Check marks. Okay? Check marks. You understand what a check mark is? Hmm? Or check marks, right? Something, what do you use a check mark for? Correction. Good. To make sure that it is what it is. Hallelujah. Yeah. Check marks. Because a lot of people. Talk about the Holy Spirit. And they claim it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. But it's not. Amen. Amen. Or, or maybe another way to say safety checks. Hallelujah. Safety checks. Safety checks. How do I know that this thing that I'm saying is the Holy Spirit? This is for you. This is not for anybody. For you. Safety checks. What are the safety checks? I'll give you three important safety checks. Three safety checks. Number one. Number one is, you see, don't be afraid. I'm talking about safety checks. Don't be afraid to run what you are saying you are hearing from God through counselors. Proverbs 11.4. Proverbs 11.4. Oh, sorry. 11.14. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where no counsel is, the people fall. 
Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You say the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. Yes, but run through counselors. Don't be afraid to run through counselors. If it is God who said it, it will pass the test. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. We are not saying that God did not speak to you, but run it through counselors first. You see, and the word is counselors. 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 He didn't say in the multitude of classmates. I'll come there, but let me come. Let me come see. It didn't say in the multitude of classmates. It didn't say in the multitude of friends. It didn't say in the multitude of opinion leaders. No. In the multitude of counselors, there are some people who qualify to be counselors. And if God has spoken to you, run your decision through them. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Not opinion leaders. The fact that some people seem to talk a lot means they don't know that's not mean they mean a thing. Hallelujah. The safety is in the counselors, not opinion leaders. Hallelujah. And why do I say so? See, Paul received, Apostle Paul received a revelation from God. He said, When I received the call, I did not confer with flesh and blood. I moved to Arabia. Paul heard from God directly. But at the point, I'm talking about Paul. Paul heard directly. We knew that Paul had the Holy Spirit. So, so, what that persecuted me? I've been sent you as I have sent you to go and preach to the Gentiles. But listen, let me see. Even though Paul, let's see what he did eventually. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. This is Paul. Then 14 years after I went back again. To Jerusalem, okay, with Barnabas, and took Titus with me also. I went to Jerusalem. What did I go and do there? And I and I went up by revelation. I'm talking about Paul the Revelator. He said, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately, but privately. To them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. I hear. It says, I went to Jerusalem. Even though I had a revelation, I've been preaching, I went to Jerusalem to tell them what I'm doing. Okay? Which were, and it said that, what happened? But I want to see them privately, not everybody, but those who were of reputation. I went to see Peter and James to double check when I'm doing the right thing. I didn't go and see anybody because the safety is in the counselor. Some of you, you see, yes, God told you, but you are running through friends and opinion leaders. No, your safety is in the counselor. Preaching. Everybody's advising you. No, that's why we are confused. 
That's why you are totally confused. You are like a fish out of water. Look for counselors. Fill with the Holy Spirit. And there are counselors in this church. And you must sit out for them and talk to them. And don't stop listening to every other voice. Paul said, listen, when I went to Jerusalem, I, I went straight to Peter and James. I said, look, Charlie, this is what I'm doing. Is it okay? Am I on the right track? Even though, and, and, and listen to me, the Holy Ghost was almost spoke to Paul. Paul said, by revelation, the Holy Ghost, see, even though the Holy Ghost spoke to him, he was willing to subject the thing through counselors. Because if it is the voice of God, it will pass through the test of counselors. Put your hands together for the Lord. If it is the voice of God, it will pass through the test of counselors. Yeah. Teach, they teach the teaching service. So stop, you know, counselors. That is, you see, let me tell you something. That is why, that is why, that is why we recommend marriage counseling in church. That's why we strongly recommend marriage counseling. Yes, you say God gave you a revelation to marry her. Bring her to the counselors. <laughs> I'm preaching. You said, go, Reverend, I had a dream. And in my dream, Reverend, in my dream, I, in my dream, I, 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 I saw a large hall, Reverend, and there were, there were chairs with white, white dresses on it, and Reverend, I saw BJ by the keyboard, and I heard, pa, 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 <laughs> pa, 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 and pa, 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 red and I saw somebody you know he, he was a little bit short he was wearing a gown he said I couldn't see initially but as it became clear I saw it was you <laughs> and I saw some people on the side I saw somebody like Auntie again and I saw it I saw somebody look like Brad Edmund and red saying, you know, as I was, as I was lying down, suddenly I saw a white gown, and in the white gown I saw a beautiful lady coming. Initially, it looked a little bit fuzzy, but in the course of the dream, it was so clear, and suddenly when I saw her, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. Fine, fine. We are not doubting your dream. Bring it. <laughs> Please. We are not doubting your dream. All that we are saying is what? <laughs> I saw. Yes. In the mountain of counselors, there is safety. In the mountain of counselors, you said you had a dream. Fine, I'm not doubting it. I just bring to counselors. Because even Peter, when he had a revelation, he wanted to see James and Court to make sure it's true. That's what just bring her to counselors. Bring her to counselors. Not your auntie. Your auntie is not a counselor. Hallelujah. Amen. Bring her to counselors. Let her go through the counseling test. Oh yeah. Because there's safety. I said there's what? Safety. Because there are a thing or two that you don't know. A lot. A lot. <laughs> But the rest is a lot. You are, you are clueless. You think you know, but you don't know. Th- I know things, but you don't know things. 
So, so, see, let me tell you something. When the person is telling, look, you know, you know, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I, I, this, I'm convinced about it, you know, but you know, we, we need to keep the secret, you know. We don't, you should, the pastor should not know about this yet. Hey, hey, that's the first red flag. Anybody who says, oh, no, you know, you, Reverend said, you don't have to let Reverend say no, red flag, red flag. Because this is the major counselor. <laughs> oh, ask the lady pastor, don't tell her at all. Don't tell, don't tell. Because she tell, she's going to ask so many questions. You know how she is? Danger. That's the major counselor. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, I'm talking about the roadblocks. Amen. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? The next safety net is the safety of the word of God. <laughs> safety of the word of God. First Thessalonians 5.21 First Thessalonians 5.21 Prove all things. Prove all things. Hold, hold fast that which is good. Prove it. Pass it through the word of God. And at this point, I'm talking about personal prophecies. No matter the prophecy somebody gives to you, run it through the word of God. Prove all things. And hold fast. Yes, he comes to prophecy. Say again. Please. I see. I see something about you. And the way things are going, I tell you. I tell you, the way things are going, your prosperity is being sat on by your wife, you know. Your wife is like a fat woman sitting on your prosperity. <laughs> it's a major stumbling block in your prosperity. He's just sitting on your prosperity. Hey, I'm telling you, you are, you, 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 you are living with a witch. She's a killer, I tell you. I think I recommend to you, the Bible says that, yeah, cast them away. I recommend divorce now, right now. Listen, pass it through the word of God. Suffer not a witch to live. Listen to me. Pass it through the word of God. What does the word of God? Listen, when a man has found a wife, he has found a good thing. And God has divorced. So what prophet is prophesying for you to divorce? God says, I hate divorce. Even when one of the people was married to a house, it's a money. So any prophet who tell to divorce, pass it through the word of God. A lot of Christians don't read their Bible. That's why you swallow every prophecy. Preach it. Read your Bible. So that you don't swallow every prophecy. Pass it through the word of God. Hey, the way, hey. I saw something, oh. The way they had the oh, no. I saw something, oh. <laughs> Maybe the oh is the emphasis. Hey, I saw something, oh. I tell you, I saw that, yeah, I saw that uh, there was a woman sitting on the tree. And I tell you, she looks very old and wrinkled. But the face looks like your mother. And I saw in her hands, your womb and your ovaries, they were like necklace around the neck. Hey, your mother! Your womb and your ovaries is like a necklace around your mother's neck on a tree. That's why you can't have children. 
and you do, you swallow it. Hook, line, and singer. If she would chew you, she would have chewed you while she were young. When your bones were soft. Now that your bones are hard. What? <laughs> subject it. Subject it. When you hear prophecy, subject it. Run it through the word of God. The test of the word of God. He has lived, he has, he has magnified his word above his name. Let me tell you something. A prophecy that's contrary to the word of God, don't take it. Amen. Read your Bible. Amen. God said, God said, God said, God said, and he and he built the prophet, he built the church. He he built his church based on the apostles and the prophets. Based on the apostles and the prophets, he established his church. When a true prophet comes to a church, the church is built. By a prophet, when he comes, by the time he finishes, your members are leaving. I'm preaching. When a true prophet comes, by the time he leaves, your church is stronger. But not this type of prophets who come around tax time. By the time you are leaving, they are thinking that eh, that's not a prophecy. The church was built by the prophets. Yeah. So some get it. Some get it. Prove what things. Prove. You see, no, you see. Let me tell you something. Some of you are students. You see. You see. You see. You see he, he asked students. You see. Ask students. You see. That's why you don't you see, be scientific in your thinking. Pass this through experiments. Analyze it. This man who is saying that, well, you know, um, uh, uh, there is something about you that I want to reveal and to redeem. You know, I came here to establish the kingdom of God in your life. What church does he have? What church does he have? <laughs> Prophecies. In fact, there is a verse that is very interesting. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20. It's a very interesting verse. But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name. Okay? That said the Lord. Which I have not commanded him to speak. Because not everybody who says that said the Lord that God has commanded. Just in case you don't know it's in the Bible. They didn't come from today. This type of prophet, they didn't come from today. In the days of Jerusalem, they were there. The tax time prophets, they come. They didn't, it's, it's not only in Newark. They were in Jerusalem. In those days, they were there. Yeah. So you preach. And they are giving prophecies on the side. And they are demanding $500. You have $500, bring it to me. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> Consultation. Consultation 800. It, it did not start today. And, and I'm serious about it. One and one, 800. Yeah. Somebody was telling somebody, the, the, the man brought $500 and said, hey, you have 500 scale, you do our thing. <laughs> yeah. He said, hey, your problem is not having a problem at all. Yeah. It says, by the prophet which I speak, presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Some prophecies to die. Yeah. 
die in your life. And if thou shalt say in thy heart, how shall, if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord had not spoken? If you want to know that this is the true prophet or not. Listen, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord had not spoken. It's in the Bible. You, have, you don't read your Bible. That's why, that's why everybody takes you for a ride. God had not spoken. Made it up. And a lot of them made it up. You know, do you know you have a gift of seeing things? He said, hey, don't make it up. Don't tell me this type of. Made it up. Somebody saw another person say, hey, I see something about you. And I, told, I think I told you, I said, you. I can see, young man, which Unkrata is paper. Your papers, when you're sure. And it looks like you're going to get into a big trouble. You are going to beat your wife and the, oh, the person was born here. <laughs> no nonsense. <laughs> if that thing follow not, no, come to, that is the truth of the Lord. But the prophet has spoken. It, the prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. That's what I'm trying to say. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. No matter how big and how wise, don't be afraid. What he's saying is silly. Thou shalt not be. Whatever you have seen, thou shalt not be afraid of him. Amen. No matter how they arrange their pulpit and the oil they pour, thou shalt not be afraid of him. Are you hearing me? Yes. I say, are you hearing me? Yes. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Amen. It's not the voice of God. Amen. But when you see a prophet who speaks and come to pass, that one should be afraid of him. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. So when you see a prophet, when you see a young man, 20-something years old, walking in a dilapidated part of the city like Colegono, just walking like this casually and say, I see one day the Lord building a mountain. There shall be a huge mountain. There shall be a campus. And the people of God will be there and will worship God. It shall be a prayer garden. It shall be so serious. He's 25. And today when you go and you see that place, you should fear that prophet. Amen. I said, that's the prophet you should fear. Amen. The one who is working casually, just a medical student, third year, speaking. And today when you go, everywhere he spoke is on the ground physically. That prophet you should fear. Yeah. Not this type of. I see something about you. What do you see? Like, like somebody said, it's easy to prophesy to a woman. And, and, and they give me a reason. Women, it's easy to prophesy. Three problems. Three problems. Their problems are that their marriage, their children. No, they don't know. No, they don't know part of this. No, he said, he said either they are not married, 
Number one, or two, they have difficulty in their marriages, or they don't have children. These are the three prophecies of every woman. So one in three, you get. <laughs> Work. He said, women, oh, is it to prophesy? One in three. Because hmm. so when you see a woman, you check. If there's a ring, if there's no ring on the finger, the Lord, I see the Lord. The Lord is saying, you have been in many relationships and you have had a lot of broken hearts. But a year by this time, a year by this time, there shall be a ring. I see every bit of them. God is saying that because, because you saw there's no ring on your finger. And when she sees a ring on your finger and doesn't see a child by you, <laughs> children are a blessing from the Lord. And I tell you, the, the, the fruit of home is this Lord. The Lord shall open the womb for you. With daughter of Zion, don't well, don't cry. For your appointed time has come. For just as God sent uh, somewhere today, so as God sent me. And yet, you remember the story of Elisha. He said to the woman, A year by this time, according to the time of life, oh God, you shall carry a baby. A woman, I release. Hey, 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 I, I receive it. One in three. <laughs> yeah, one in three. Yeah, it yeah, will hit your stomach. Hey, receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I one in three. One in three. You give an offer right now. Oh, your husband. Cry not. For the Bible says, I shall wipe away your tears. Daughter, cry no more. For the difficulty and the bad marriage you are in is about to dissolve. Hey, the Lord, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. Tomorrow by this time, his heart will be turned. I drive away every evil woman. I drive away Jezebel. That is, a, that is affecting your marriage. They do, ah. You know, whatever is left, I call me offline. Zero to zero. <laughs> Look, don't fear him. I said, don't fear him. Amen. From today, don't, see, don't be moved by people's voice and don't fear him. Amen. See what they have said see, when he says and come to pass. Prove all things. Prove all things. Prove it. Not some. Prove all things. Don't be afraid to experiment and try test this too. You see, you need to have an analytical mind. I'm telling you, you need to have an analytical mind. Stop swallowing things hook, line, and sinker. Ask questions. Look, if it's, a, if it, if it's God, it will pass the test of time. I say, if it is God. So the fact that they, they are afraid to subject themselves to the test, they say, if you are true, why be for? What's a mouse? Hey, I'm asking right. I told you, I told you, I told you. I told you. I told prophet. Last two weeks, I saw a snake. And today, I've seen a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I saw a two weeks ago. I saw a snake. And today, I've seen a mouse. I tell you, the fire of God is here. Listen to me, listen to me. And mouth is where he lives. If you see... <laughs> 
mouths. So when you see your mouth, they say, hey, God is revealing your enemies. The mouths are running out of your life. This is where a mouse lives, okay? Then your neighborhood. What is prophetic about seeing a mouse in a they live here. You know, I, ha- I had a friend. Uh, I'm closing, please. See. I had a friend uh, who was very godless. JB, hey, I've never seen a godless person when we were young. So one day, when we lived, there was a little creek down the road. A little creek. Okay? Down the road where we live in Ghana. Some part in Kumasi. And then, I think an alligator or crocodile was seen in the river. You know, the muddy, like a swampy area. So suddenly, in the evening, the, the chief, the, the, the guy who built the gongo, the devil guy, was in the town. Go, 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 go. The, the chief is saying that the gods are hungry. Hey. The chief is saying the gods are hungry. That is why the crocodile has come. Now you see the crocodile chief, he said the gods are hungry. So we need to do some right here. Go, 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 go. This boy was so irreverent. Can you believe that he went and collected the stick? <laughs> God, there is a metal in the stick. He went and collected the stick from the guy. And told the guy, where does a crocodile live? <laughs> he said, with the crocodile... Jamie, he said, where does a crocodile live? Did you see the crocodile in the street? Did you see it in the bedroom? You saw it in a swamp. That's where a crocodile lives. So where? Hey, let's close and go. <laughs> yeah. Number three, no, continue next week. Yeah, number three, we'll continue next week. If I remember. But you see, prove all things. And hold it. Prove all things. You shall know them by their fruits. JB, I, I remember that day, but he actually collected the thing from the guy. <laughs> the guy said, Where did you see the crocodile? <laughs> In the swamp. He said, Where does a crocodile live? That you have seen. A mouse. That's where they live. They are crumbs here. So look at where, you know, this church. I am driving out the spirits, I tell you. Hey, greater power has come on. Hey, you are killing the snakes, you are killing the mouse. Please. It may even be a garden snake we saw. Don't make hallelujah. Hey, let's close. <laughs> hallelujah. We'll continue next week, please. I'm maybe 15 minutes past time. It's our own church. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and let's pray. We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? One thing you must each day show us your perfect way there is
is no other way that we can live. Sing, we need to hear from you, Lord. We need to hear from you. We need the word from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Wanting you more each day. Your perfect way, there is no other way that we can live. Father, we thank you tonight. Tonight is our prayer. We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. We need to hear your voice. Father, tonight, as we stand. Give us a hearing ear that we may hear. Deliver us from deception. Deliver us from presumption. May we not become victims of prophets who speak presumptuously. May our ears be tuned to your voice. May we hear from you. For we said if we shall hearken, you will set us apart. Let everyone under the sound of my voice have a hearing ear to hear. May you hear and may you not be deceived. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.